I broadly wanted to just learn more about the legal sphere, and I definitely have learned a lot more about upcoming financial regulations and policies and everything around that. I also kind of wanted an insight into how litigation works. Sure. Um, because really the only thing I knew before this was what you see on like Legally Blonde or <laughs> um, You can learn a lot from these movies. You're listening to IBKR Podcasts. Find more conversations at ibkrpodcasts.com. Please remember any trading discussions are for information purposes only and are not intended to portray recommendations. Please listen to further disclosures at the end of today's episode. Now, welcome to our show. Hello, and welcome back to IBKR Podcasts and our special series on this year's internship program. I'm Stephen Levine, Senior Market Analyst at Interactive Brokers. And if you haven't yet listened to the first part of this podcast, we had a great discussion with HR Management, Human Resources Director Michael Kerrigan, Generalist Irina Yakovleva, as well as our Chief Data Officer Ilya Dechter about their insights into the company, its success, and the internship and hiring process. I really do urge anyone interested in interning or applying to work, you really should have a listen. A lot of great information there, a lot of great insights. But for now, we'll be speaking with three of our summer interns, Danielle Vitiri, who's working on hybrid ESG HR projects. That's environmental, social, and governance, um, and human resources. There's a crossover in, in her responsibilities with those projects. Uh, Mira Lukasik, who's interning in our legal department, and Amol Garpere, leading a software engineering initiative. Uh, so they're going to give their firsthand accounts of their experience. So welcome all. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to Thanks be so here. Thanks for having me here. Thanks very much for being here and for taking the time. Thanks very Definitely. much. So you are all part of a pool, right? The, the largest pool of interns, I understand, uh, in the history of the program, which was uh, officially launched, I understand, uh, four years ago in 2018. This is kind of making uh, history, actually, right? Uh, but, you know, I wonder, why did you select IBKR as a place to do your internship? Did you have any other opportunities in other places? You know, let, let's start with Danielle. Danielle, why Interactive Brokers? Was it the only place or, or, or were there others? I did have a few opportunities this summer to do other internships, but they were actually internships I had done before. Last summer, I worked for a couple of smaller businesses. One was a smaller travel agency and one I worked for a business that the woman ran out of her house. And I'm not talking down on those businesses at all. They were both run by women and yep. my I have utmost respect for those women. And they offered me my job back this summer. However, I was looking for something a little bit bigger and they understood that as well. They, they wanted you back. They did want me oh. back, they did. And you had to say no. I did have to say no. Okay. And actually when I went back to school last fall, they were like, I almost wish you guys were remote so that you could stay and help us. <laughs> But yeah, I was looking for something a little bit bigger. So luckily I landed the internship position here at IBKR. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations. You know, really, really congratulations to all of you. Uh, Amol, what were, uh, what were your opportunities like outside of IBKR? I mean, were, were there other opportunities or, you know, and why IBKR? Why this company and, and software engineering? Now being honest, like I didn't tell anyone that I had other offers, but I had other offers before joining IB, thinking of joining IBKR. So what I believed was, so other, I'll tell you about the other offers was. So it was from a pharma company uh, based in Stanford and one was a startup somewhere in SF and it was a remote job. So uh, throughout other interviews that I gave, I found like the interview that I gave at IBKR was very precise. 
so if you know about uh, tech interviews so we have to do a lot of lead code you just have to mug up problems and just come down and code there <coughs> so it sometimes boils down to your luck if it's a hard problem you've not, never seen that problem you won't be able to solve it in an interview no matter how clever you are yep yeah so it most of the interviews are like that it's purely luck but here at ibkr the interview first interview i gave and it was one of the best interviews i've ever had really so he was very direct with me like what he wanted to know and uh, the technology stack was already defined that this this te- uh, so java will be the focus and we'll only be asking questions about java okay and yes we did go through some some lead code questions but he was more focused about making my code like production ready and error free so if even if you give like any input to it it should not break at if even if it generates a wrong answer he doesn't care about that but it should not break the system okay so that's what i like so i still failed at a couple of test cases but he was more focused on the error handling and the things i did and but when this interview i gave this interview i had another offer but then i i had one more interview with my manager so even he like he this he had a project in his mind when he was interviewing me he had his questions based around that project like have i done this have i done that like do i have experience with it so and after coming here even i am working on the same project right now so he had okay. that vision even before he knew i was going to join so i felt that a great chance and obviously finance is the field to be right now i've been in fintech industry for last 4 years so i was already inclined towards being in this company well that's really great and i'm sure listeners will also be keen to hear what the interviewing process is like here at the company and, and in the tech space and coding. And it's also terrific to hear that. I mean, you both had other choices or offers, but you chose our internship program over them. So that, I mean, it's really great to hear. Uh, and Mira, now I understand you're returning, right? After doing an internship here a couple of years ago, is that right? So so what's behind your, your internship? It was summer 2020. I just graduated high school and I was planning on going into data science. So I was looking to possibly get into that field, even though I didn't really have a lot of knowledge to do an internship that's just purely data science or coding. So that's why I wanted to get into IBKR, because that's kind of in that space. And you're interning in the legal area now, is that right? So um, why why the change? In that two years, I kind of reevaluated my goals, and after a year and a half of college and data science, I kind of decided it wasn't exactly where my passions lied. So I started reevaluating and came to the conclusion that I really liked a lot of my like law and society classes. Huh. So that's when over winter break, I decided to kind of pivot careers okay. and <laughs> get into law and Uh pre-law so that's when i reached back out and i asked if there was any way i could possibly get involved with anything legal at ib and kind of see how that works and then set up a meeting for me with elaine mendelbaum who's the general counsel here and is amazing and then she was kind enough to let me join her team so that's how i came back to ib is it corporate law uh, yeah, I'm in corporate law right now, but I do think that my data science background helps me a lot because so much of this company is like tech focused yeah. and there's a really big programming department. So I feel like that's kind of like helped me get 
better integrated. Sure. And then also while I've been here, I feel like I really got an insight into what a lawyer's day-to-day is like, which is what I wanted, just to make sure that this is really what I want to do. And I think from my experience here, it is what I want to do. No, that's really terrific, you know, because I've been hearing a lot that one of the great benefits of our internship program is this hands-on experience that you get. Uh, something practical, you can take it with you. Basically, no one can take it away from you, right? Uh, I know you, Danielle, uh, and Amol, you've both got projects you're doing here. Um, What's your experience like, Danielle? So I work for both the HR department and the ESG department. Okay. So a project that I'm working on that kind of falls under each that's combined for them. I'm going to stop you for a second. ESG is environmental, social, and governance? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Great. So basically what I've been doing for them that's combined is I've been benchmarking. So... I compare IBKR ESG related criteria to competitors. So my managers gave me a concrete list of competitors and I base my research off of that. And I compare employee benefits offered by IBKR compared to, you know, the benefits offered by our competitors. And then I compare employee resource groups offered by our company to the employee resource groups offered by our competitors. And I've basically been creating a bunch of Excel sheets to show that research and that work for great them. how do we look we look pretty good great well okay. that's i i think so <laughs> <laughs> I, we do. that's all we can really ask for that's great so let's talk about how you see your personal and professional career path say 10 years into the future what ideally would you be doing what does it look like to you well my dream job has always been to be a stockbroker. Really? That has been my dream job for a really long time. In college, I was a finance and economics major, and okay. from my first finance class, I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. So how does this particular project fit or align with, with those goals that you have? Well, I just overall have found it so interesting that we didn't learn a lot about ESG in our finance related courses in college. No. Like we did a couple projects with them or if we were given stocks to study, they would throw in like a little question about what is the ESG score of this company. Yep. But we never really focused on it that much, but I've heard and after participating in this internship, I've seen for myself that ESG, environmental social governance has been coming increasingly popular and important in the business world. Yep. So I, I feel like it's gonna become even more important in college courses. So people will start to learn it. So I feel like it's gonna just become a regular part of everyday business, whether you work as a stockbroker or in the stock market, it's just gonna become a part of that world. It's interesting. Uh, I know there are a lot of ongoing global efforts being made to integrate these ESG factors uh, into the financial markets. But let's switch tack here a bit and go back because I'm also interested Amol, what's your experience uh, with your project been like? I mean, the language of coding and technology is kind of something like, you know, it's a foreign language to me, but uh, please, you know, I'd love to hear what what you're doing. I'm part of the statements team. So at end of the day, after the books close, suppose you have a stock, suppose say Tesla or Apple stock. Okay. Okay. That stock will have a certain value when it closes around the day. And at the time, you might have 100 stocks. And by the end of the day, you might have 50 stocks. You sold something else. Okay. And your value is calculated based on that. So the statements are generated at end of the day for each customer for or whatever asset they have. 
and this so the earlier model we had it was a relational database where one to one mapping was there we had a primary key but as we like uh, in previous years there were some challenges that we faced with querying the data so we had to query a lot of tables and different data and then build it up together so we moved to a uh, denormalized uh, scenario where we put entire data in an xml format and just compressed it and put it in the database so what that did was it solved a couple of performance issues it made the thing fast because you just have to do one query and it you get everything what you have but it made our storage expensive <coughs> so as we went ahead so we had around 300 gbs of data per month for the period summary that we did so it has a month to date year to date kind of lifetime data for a, for an account okay so my project was to optimize the storage with obviously there were performance trade offs and the first part of the project first couple of weeks were was just more of feasibility testing like even if we do this like are we able to do this first thing now if we are able to do this are we able to do it in an efficient way so yes. that's where the performance monitoring came in so we were able to do it and we developed a <coughs> different model like how we're going to do it so we just instead of storing the period summaries for each day of the month we're just going to pick like this is the last day and yeah you have this so the next if you want something from the middle of the month we just get it and we just add the daily summaries and build the period summary on the fly so basically we've reduced the, the storage by 20 times and data we're saving a lot of space so that's one of the major thing uh, so right now the project is in testing kind of phase because it's a huge change and there are a lot of services that will be impacted so there are a lot of people who use that period summaries data so we're in the testing phase of it right now so yeah i mean that sounds great i mean it sounds very intricate um and you would have to be very um, I would think organized. I mean, um, are you working very closely with your manager or mentor? Or, uh, is there a lot of independence? I mean, how much independence would you say uh, there is on this project? Or is it more like uh, being micromanaged or something uh, by your manager? There's no micromanagement at all. So yes, he told me like, this is what you want, have to do. This, these are the confluence pages. Read through it if you have any doubts. So there is uh, some people in India and some people here. So I communicated with them. At the end, toward mostly towards the end of the day or middle of the day, he used to ask me, like, do you have any problems? With, like, are you facing any problems, issues? Mm. And what is your progress? Like, what yes. are you doing today? So that's it. We just discussed, like, five, ten minutes. And if I'm, like, stuck at something, then we would just sit together and, like, code. Or he would just show me, like, what is, what is, what does he want me to do? Like, first, we were not able to actually visualize what we were yeah. trying to do. So it was a little difficult for me to, like, d dive into the code and just, so he gave me a little walk through on what we are trying to achieve here so it was really great that's really awesome i mean uh, it seems like you're basically leading the project <laughs> i'm leading the project because i'm the only one doing it <laughs> <laughs> well Team of one, so i'm the captain and the <laughs> well that's really great uh, you know and i'm assuming this fits in with your long-term career goals your your personal and professional development yeah so i really like coding and like new technologies so okay here at IBKR, my manager and my team has been exposing me to a lot of new things, which I didn't have any exposure before. That's great. I mean, it's, it's always a plus, right, when you uh, want to learn new things. Um, and personally, I mean, is this, a, it's like a, is this like a dream job for you? or? So personally, I want to like be at a top position at a big company or like have a kind of startup of my own if I have that idea, like okay. which I don't have clearly right now, but probably down the line when I, as I get more information and stuff. And per, like professionally, I want to be a consistent top performer. Like whatever I do, if I'm managing people, if I'm coding, if I'm even doing like 
some testing or stuff. I just want to be the top performer. So, so whatever it is, be the best be at the it. The best at it. Like okay. Work hard, like learn new things, and be the best at it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Mira, for you too. Do you think that what you're doing uh, in the legal department is like ultimately how you see yourself uh, in five years? You know, ten years. You know, what does what does that look like for you? Um, that's a big question, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, hopefully I will be able to be a lawyer by then um, and work in law. Um, I'm not really sure what department or what category of law I want to do just yet. I yep. feel like I have a lot of other things to experience before I get there. Sure. Um, but I'm really interested in politics and international affairs or global affairs. Yep. So ideally, I would love to be practicing law in kind of a global space and sure. maybe working more internationally rather than just in one designated location. Yeah. These are all really lofty goals and, and absolutely something you can do. So, you know, the projects that, that you're working on now at, at IBKR, how exactly are they lining up with those personal and professional goals that, that you've laid out very, very well? I mean, what do you expect to achieve from this particular internship that you're in now, uh, specifically in terms of, of practical skills or knowledge that, that you can take with you? You know, what, what would that be? Um, for practical skills and knowledge... I think I wanted an introduction into financial law and corporate law, which I've definitely been getting. I've been doing some research projects on different regulators. Like I've been doing a project on corporate compliance and okay. what the SEC, OFAC, CFTC, and all the other regulators have <laughs> been saying. Yep. So I definitely have a lot of that in my mind now. Um, I also, I broadly wanted to just learn more about the legal sphere, and I definitely have learned a lot more about upcoming financial regulations and policies and everything around that. I also kind of wanted an insight into how litigation works. Sure. Um, because really the only thing I knew before this was what you see on like Legally Blonde or <laughs> um, You can learn a lot from these movies, I think. Yeah. yeah even Reese Witherspoon really spells it out yeah, that's very well. Yeah, great film. Love yeah. that film. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I really get to see, I'm working with some lawyers on some potential cases and kind of preparing like the data and like getting transcripts for phone calls about it. So I find that really interesting. Um, so that's definitely a skill I've taken away. Um, another skill, which is kind of like, I feel this, like this improves throughout your whole life, but kind of reading a really, a lot of documents and then kind of wheedling it down to just the important parts of yeah. like bullet pointed. Um, I feel like that's kind of been like a new challenge with all of these like financial terms that I didn't necessarily know before I yep. started. Yep. Um, and so then you can pick out the important pieces of some larger text just to hone in on exactly what the points are that are, are necessary for you to communicate or take away. Yes, exactly. Wow. And I think the last part was I've learned more about investing and the stock market. Um, I feel like before I started, I had a pretty rudimentary outline of how it worked. But now that I've been here for longer, I feel like I've learned a lot more. Like recently, I worked on something that involved margin 
accounts and sure. margin trading. Yeah, it's not easy to learn. No, and I wasn't aware that existed before, so that uh -huh. was really cool to learn about. Yeah, it's really, really terrific, Mira. I mean, it really does sound like everyone here has had really great practical experiences that seem to fit with the, you know, with the bigger picture of what you want to do in your life, at least how you imagine it, right, your future career. So it's so great to hear. And I do wish you all the best with what you're doing. Danielle, thank you. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. Mira, Amol, you know, thank you so much. You know, I had a really great time doing this. Thank you very much for having me. It was really fun. That's awesome. And thank you all again for taking the time to do this. Um, I, I think we really did uh, get a fascinating look at how these hands-on projects, these experiences here at IBKR have benefited your, your longer-term goals. And we're really just enormously valuable at the end of the day, right? And so for our listeners out there, again, if you haven't yet uh, listened to the first part of this podcast, we had a great discussion with HR management, uh, our human resources management, as well as our chief data officer about their insights into the company, its success, uh, this internship program, uh, and the hiring process. And I really do urge anyone interested in interning or applying to work, you really should have a listen. Uh, I get a lot of great information, a lot of great insights. Uh, and for those of you looking for more trading education, please visit the IBKR campus. It's at ibkr.com. And there's a wealth of material there. We also have uh, other podcasts that delve into a broad range of topics uh, from market commentary to macroeconomics, monetary policy, uh, a diverse array of trading products, including options, bonds, cryptocurrencies, stocks, ETFs, futures, and more. Uh, along with other engaging conversations about the company, including from our founder, Thomas Petterfee. Uh, all our IBKR podcasts are available at tradersinsight.news, as well as on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, as well as other popular streaming audio channels. And until next time, I'm Stephen Levine with Interactive Brokers. Thanks for listening to IBKR Podcasts. As always, we have more episodes at ibkrpodcast.com. And if you're interested in learning more about interactive brokers, visit ibkr.com. We offer more trading education material, such as webinars at ibkrwebinars.com, financial and economic commentary at tradersinsight.news, market-related courses at tradersacademy.online, and quant-related articles at ibkrquant.com. The analysis in this material is provided for information only and is not and should not be construed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any security. To the extent that this material discusses general market activity, industry or sector trends, or other broad-based economic or political conditions, it should not be construed as research or investment advice. To the extent that it includes references to specific securities, commodities, currencies, or other instruments, those references do not constitute a recommendation by IBKR to buy, sell, or hold such investments. The material does not and is not intended to take into account the particular financial conditions, investment objectives, or requirements of individual customers. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and is necessary. Seek professional advice.